Welcome to Eagle Nation. Don't forget to join us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter so you never miss an episode. Is it back to basics or back to fundamentals to get the season started, or is it back on track, or is it purely just time to show some pride in the jumper, pride in the colours, pride in the club, pride in themselves? But we will discuss that more in Season 5 in episode 10, which we are doing now. Um, Dan and Wayne can't join us this week because they're struck down with COVID and they're pretty sick. But we've got a big man, and you've heard him all before. His name's Tom, and he's from West Coast Fan TV. Welcome to the show uh, there, Tom. Thanks, John. How are you doing? Yeah, doing all right, doing all right, mate. Uh, just, you know, COVID's upsetting a lot of things these days, and... That's the main topic we're going to talk about straight away. We might as well get into it. Um, if you haven't been, if you've been living under a rock, um, seven boys were done for going out to the hippie club. What was your view on that, uh, Tom? Do you think they did the wrong thing? Do you do you think the club did the wrong thing in finding them? What was your view on it? I, I just think, um, you know, first where the club is. Um, I think we should know better. Like the club is in a really, you know, we we're dropping players right, cent, right, left, center. So as a player, as a professional player, my question for you will be: Will somebody like Chris Chad, Daddy Ablett, Pontempelli put themselves in that position? No, I don't think so. Um, and yeah. to me personally, I think it was just, yeah, there was no club's uh, rule set in stone that's come to light that they weren't allowed to go out, but. Common sense is being the key word, and you just got to look at the. You just got to look at I'll the seven that went this. out: Josh Rotham, Jackson Nelson, Campbell Chester, Rhett Bazo, uh, Hugh Dixon, and Naish. They're the ones that went out, so they're all young. Um, you know, one of them has got a contract. I know what you. I know what you're saying. They're still young and all that, but when you become a professional player. There is some level of standards, and everybody will say yes. They are young, they are dumb, they, they need to make this mistake. The moment you're being paid to be a professional person, there's some there's some responsibility you need to carry with yourself. And you know, like somebody like Chesa hasn't even played a game yet, and he's out with the boys. We've lost by 109 points. I think it's, instead of being in a club, it's about reflecting and being able to say what can we do better and. If we go out in masses of people, we might get this virus, we might bring it to the club. Already we are dropping back left. You know, it's just, and I know they're young boys, but we cannot just cover it up and say they're young. I think the club did the right thing and maybe the club will have had some guideline in place to be able to guide the, the young ones. So on one side, I would say the club needed to have a bit of a guideline to be able to say, you know, this is where we are. I would like for us to do one, two, three, or this is what I expect from you. But, you know, we are where we are at the moment. The best thing to do for us is to look forward and um, you know, move move forward. And one thing that we we'll say about that is, I know it's very hard to to punish those players because we don't even have enough players. But I just don't think taking two thousand from us it's anything. I think maybe taking some games from them will mean more. But you know, it's done. It's not the best look at the moment. No, especially when you're when you're struggling the way we are struggling. And you know, what do we do? Yeah, it shows the standards that Eagles are setting. I think I think you summed it up pretty well there. Professional players, you got to make some sacrifices. Um, 
take COVID out of it, I wouldn't even be putting myself in those situations going out because you're a professional player. Everyone knows who you are in a two-team town and you only need one drunk to give you shit and then it all breaks hell. I mean, you know, or shit hell breaks loose. So you got to make sacrifices being a professional athlete like they did. Um, so it's like you said, mate, probably not the right time. They, they didn't break the law, but use your brains, boys. And But... My biggest issue was that it was all about the Eagles. Yes, 109-point loss to the Richmond, but no one really talked about the Richmond players that were out as well, and I guess you probably don't because they won by 109 points, and I guess they've always been through the COVID stuff over there. you got to realise, you know, when you're winning, everything is working for you, and when you're yeah. a club that every week four or five players are dropping off because of COVID. You don't put yourself in that position, you know. Richmond are from Melbourne. There's different rules there also, you know. Richmond, I don't think even Melbourne, they're, they're still isolating or something like that. I don't think so. But, you know, we we don't compare our standards to Melbourne standards or, or Richmond standards. We are in a really bad place. Richmond are, they could still play finals. We are really in a bad place. So when you look at where we are and, you know, we're on the bottom of the ladder. You have to remember that. And Eagles is a very proud club. Yeah. You know, so you you can compare and say they were out, so we should have been out. But it's the same thing that where you are sometimes leaves you really exposed with the action that you're taking. Well, you nailed it again. Um, we're going to move on from that because it's been done to death. Um, we did a poll for a new, you know, Shui. We'll talk about Shui a bit later on. But, you know, his hamstrings are... You know, not doing too well. He's played, I think, 23 games in the last three years. And you can call it a transition, a rebuild, whatever you want to call it. Is it time for a new captain? I'll get you that question there. But we did we did a vote with Duggan, Oscar, Barras, McGovern and a couple others. 430 people voted. 192 said Duggan, 105 said Oscar and 79 said Barras. What would be your choice if we were to if say Shuey was to retire or stand down from the captaincy to be honest with you if uh, if Shuey is and I think Shuey I haven't met him personally but I think he's such a, a lovely guy you know from just looking from the way he is and he's been a good leader but you haven't played you played maybe 20 games in three years so for me if you are uh, you love your club and you know, you are that kind of leader. I'll be telling the club, listen, if I'm being paid maybe a hundred thousand a year, I'm happy to take twenty because I can. You know, my body's my body's gone. I might be able to give you one or two games there, but my body's gone. I would rather sacrifice my salary to be able to bring in some other player who will be able to. You know, if you're sacrificing yourself for the club because they always say the club is first for them. He's a very good leader, but I think. The time has come, and looking at the players that um, you've actually mentioned to be able to be leaders, at the moment, that's one of the biggest problems at the Eagles. Do you have players that are really good leaders? But the only person I can look at is McGovern. Duggan has missed a bit of footing. I don't think his progress has been as good as he can, that he can command troops and be able to, you know, to will everybody. Oscar is young, and he's going to miss a whole year of footing again, so... That learning again, and Oscar hasn't even learned. Oscar is not like he's a good full forward or he's a good ruxman. So he hasn't learned his craft to be able to give him more responsibility while he hasn't even learned his craft to be like 
a very dominant full forward because we haven't been able to groove him to be anything at the moment. We don't know if Oscar will be a good full forward because he hasn't been able to dominate it or take that ownership while JK is there. I would Baras looking at him. Baras is a guy who comes to work to do his job and go. He's not, you know, he's not a guy who who wants the responsibility of you know controlling the troop, turning up to the media every week to be able to talk about it. The only guy I could think of is you know not the best example, but it's the the governor, McGovern. You know, McGovern. His preparation for the last few years has been really hard. Now he's getting it uh, again. This is the only year, the last two years, his form has been really terrible. This year, he's, he's come back and he's been really good. So if he finishes this year performing the way he's performing, yes, that's maybe the best candidate. He's mature enough. He can control the troops from behind. And if you look at the Eagles, few, the few last years, Shannon Han was a very good captain from the back. Glassy was a very good captain from the back. I think we could go back there and look at um, McGovern as you know a general who can be, maybe be able to to command the troops from behind and move forward. But looking at uh, Oscar, looking at Dagan, Dagan was supposed to be a very good midfielder. We are lacking midfielders now. We got a lot of defenders. Can he go in there and command and push things? I don't know. You know, he hasn't been able to have that just a season where we look at him and go, "Wow, Dagan is there. He's going. He can lead us." I don't think so. That's just my opinion. So the only choice I have is McGovern and he has to keep the standard that he started this season for us to be able to consider because if you're not performing, it's very hard to be a leader. Yeah, look, I agree totally. McGovern, uh, I'd give him two years because I don't think he'd be there in five. He's getting to the point in of his career and then I'd be looking at somebody like Oscar to take over once he's established himself because all of those four guys have been leaders in their own right at different levels. Um, let, let's get on to some footy talk. The last four weeks have been the worst on record for the Eagles in the history of the game. 331 points in total. That's an average loss of 82 points a game. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting. You know, it gets even ugly if you look at the last 17 games, which we've only won three of, and the total points there was 692 points and losing at 50 points a game, losing by nearly 10 goals a game in the last 14 of 17 games. There's something wrong. I don't think it's everyone's pointing COVID um, injuries and that, you know, they all impact, but we didn't have that problem last year. We had injuries. So you look at the game that we're playing, this it's more about, Everyone's dwelling on the now when the problems have been there for a good nine, ten months. Do you agree with that? Uh, was that how many after the the bye last year? We needed to win three games to play finals. How many games did you win? We won two. What and did that only, tell you? We've only won. We've only won three since the bye. So, and one was by eight points, one was by 13 points, and one was by 42 to the Crows. So, yeah, it, it paints a picture. I just want – I wanted to people out there, you know, that sit there and go, oh, we got this and we got the COVID excuse. And all that. Tell, the problem was there before I'll we got COVID. I'll tell you this. It must not sit well with the West Coast Eagles supporters, but last year after the bye, we had nine games. We needed to win three to play finals. We won two. Last year, we lost to Geelong by over 90 points. We lost to Sydney by over 90 points. In These I are thought. things that were coming. These were yeah. things that were coming, and you could see it coming. 
And you could see our midfield, you know, we have no players running both sides. You could see from half-back, we have no players running like carry and run. On the outside, as much as I love Gaff, Gaff cannot run and carry the ball. He's really slow. He can have the little touches, but the game has changed and you need pace. We've lacked that. And this is just the aftermath of the whole planning. And get don't get me wrong. Winning that flag in 2018 was the best thing, but also was the bad thing because it didn't make egos actually reflect where they were. They looked at that and think, you know what, we are much better than what we are. We thought we were much better than what we were. If it was a good move after winning that flag, they could have pulled out, make some adjustments, see where the game is going, recruit maybe two or three good players from the draft and go again. What did we do? We decided that we were too good, we should go again. And that's the reflection that where we are. We invested so much in players that were almost going to the end of their career. Then we've had this thing of having mates at the club where we reward games that we don't, they don't need to be rewarded. And that's where we are at the moment. It's nothing to do with COVID. It's nothing to do with injury. If, I'm sure even if we had all the players that we have and they're fully going, we don't have players. You tell me, you know, Shepard went. We don't have any other player that can carry and go. Just carry and penetrate and kick the ball maybe 50, 60 meters or 50, 40 meters, hit somebody on the chest and move. We don't have that carry anymore. I, I, I think I think we have one on the list that can do it, but he's injured and he's young and he's raw. He's played two games. I think I think they have looked at the list and seen the deficiency. I think Brady, Brady Hoff could probably fill that void once he gets going. But, like, you know, he's two games in. Um, you can't expect a player. And this is where we are getting to see some of the younger players. And, um, yeah, like, I agree totally 100% with you. We, we, we went for the now and we when we shouldn't have. Um, you know, 2020, I thought, was the wake-up call that we needed. And we didn't address it right, as you said. Um, we invested in it and it's, it's backfired. And But now, we, you know, you got to look forward now. We're going to invest in the draft. But you got to look at the games that we've just played this year. They've been up until Brisbane. I mean, the last three games before Brisbane were there was no pressure at all. I give one thing about the Brisbane games: we we applied a bit of pressure and showed that we can do that sort of game. But it's not good enough when you only have one goal from eighteen inside fifties at half time and four goals for the whole game when your other team's getting sixty eight. That, that blows out the water in seven minutes in the last quarter, and it made it. You know, it, people say an honourable loss. There's no such thing as an honourable loss, especially when you're getting beaten by seventy five points. And they're, they're playing. They're playing the premiership team this week. Um, and no. You know, where do you go from here, Tom? Football is a very funny thing, um, Awaza, because, you know, somebody like Brisbane, they will have come in the game with the mindset that we've won this game. Yep. You know? Melbourne will come here knowing this is this is a wounded uh, ego. We're going to win this game. So when you think like that, you've already won the game before you play. I remember reading Ben Cousin's book and he said, one of the hardest games for him to play was the derby because he played the game before he actually got to the field. Yeah. And he, it was it was just hard for him to get the, the ball because he had already played the game. So Brisbane, Melbourne, they will have already played the game. So we will look better because 
they actually have already finished the game before they turn up. And I'm not taking anything away from the ego performance against um, Brisbane. But I don't think even Brisbane went to gear two or three. I think Brisbane was just in gear one the whole time. Yeah. And when you look at that, you will say, oh, it was a very good loss and it was a honorable loss. It's not. You're being beaten by 70 points and the team is not even gear two. It's not. And it's where we are. And we have to accept it. You know? Yeah. It's going to be another two, three years of pain. Uh, well, well, I'll skip all the football because I was going to talk about the game because I did like there was uh, actually I want to briefly get your thing on this. I, I was big on Big Harry Edwards going in the ruck. To me, that's the worst game of football I've seen by an individual at the Eagles in about five years. Would you agree on that? I, I'm, I'm with you on that. That is uh, unbelievable. And then the guy that I thought. They hadn't been given much. At Waffle level, Jamison, it wasn't given much going a ruck. But I think they really need to start throwing him in for the rest of the season because what he showed in his second game, he showed quite a lot and he was pretty mobile around the ground. So that was a highlight for the game. Something that I, I just wanted to briefly bring up because the, the low light was Harry Edwards. I talked him up all week and bitterly disappointed, but the highlight that I wasn't expecting was Callum Jamison. Um, but what I'm getting to now is Jake Florenka, a waffle player, comes in, and in the first half he was probably in one of the better players. He faded out because he even said the pace was to the next level, the game was at the next level. We've got a mid-season draft. Is he a player that you look at, or is there somebody else that you would be looking at to improve the list? It's very hard to it's very hard to judge somebody's performance by one game. Yeah. You know? Like, but in the but, waffle, he'd uh, be leading the sand over in the waffle at the moment. Yeah. Was that if I gave you one game and it's the biggest stage of the biggest stage for you to go and dance, trust me, you will be able to really dance. Yeah. Now it comes down to can you dance week in, week out? Because yeah. that's what you're looking for. So it's very hard to answer that question. It's something like maybe for you to have, you know, the club to have a close look at him and maybe give him a chance. But, you know, like, I'm really interested to see how Clark plays the next game because his first game was phenomenal. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was going to bring him up. The reason I bought Jake Florenka is because a lot of people are saying, let's draft him. And you just nailed it on the head. It's one game of football. And if I knew I was getting one game of football, I'd be busting my ass because I'm on the centre stage. Because of the mid-season draft and everyone's gone, we need another midfielder. I'm going to post on the Eagle Nation site in the next couple of days. If the Eagles do get a pick, there is a player that no one is thinking about. So I'm going to be putting him on there. Jake Florenka might be getting looked at. Depends on how many picks there are, but there's a player. So stick out for the Eagle Nation uh, pages on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter because there's a player I'm going to pop up. And I think you might even say, who the hell is this kid? Because um, I think a few clubs are going to try and jump on him, but that's just something for the future. Um, but, but you know, before you go on, huh? Before you go on, you're normally maybe ninety percent right. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, and, no, look, and uh, before you, before before you go, I'm just going to say that where we are, it's a reflection of also of our recruiters. And I'm not talking about this because you're here. I've read some of your stuff. Your stuff. You're normally 90% right on who people should pick. So maybe it's a high time, actually, to look at the recruiters instead of calling the players and the coaches and all that. The recruiters have let us down. If you can get it right, and this is not even your job, what are they doing? Oh, look, 
Uh, I'm not going to bag the recruiters out totally because some of the it's a hard job. They don't get paid much. They do it for love. And they've actually – I've picked – well, in the last four or five years, I've picked what they picked 75% of the time. So it's not a hard thing to gauge, but there is some where we miss, and that, that's recruiting hit and miss. But so my, my, my thing about recruiting would be don't get the recruiter, head of recruiter, recruiting doing the list manager's job. You, you need to focus on recruiting, not doing list managing and recruiting, and that's where the eagles are falling down. And if they reckon they're 100% into going into recruitment in the next three years, they need to split that job back to two people. And Rowan O'Brien's been at the club for 30 years, so you got to give him, give him the kudos. He's had more hits and misses probably. But, you know, look, it's, it's a strange little job, man. I'd love to do it, but they don't pay It's not even – you don't even do this as, as a job, but you get 75%. I know, you know, and you don't even do this as a job. So even if it's a little job – if they're doing this as a job, they should get maybe 90% right. Yeah, look, you know, at the time they probably do get it right, Tom, and there's things like where, you know, it's hard to predict. It's easy to sit back and do it, but it's hard to predict what a player is going to be like in three years. Like, to me, I would have, I would have cut Rotham a couple of years ago, and I think it was one mistake I did make. I said, I'd cut him, but he's turned out to be a decent player for us. You know what I mean? What is wrong with you? <laughs> well, I thought he's been. I've been think he's done done all right for us. I, but I would have cut him if I was on the list manager. I would have cut him. Um, Harry O'Brien, I had big raps for him, and he just he's let me down all year. Um, but see, he's a guy that comes in as a ruckman forward, and they try and turn him into a backman. I don't understand that. I just don't understand why they do that. He's, 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 he doesn't think like a, a, a back. He's too slow. He doesn't read the ball. He doesn't know when to go, when to stop. Anyway, they might have seen something in him that we don't see. All right, well, we're going to wrap it up. We'll talk quickly about Melbourne. Are the Eagles any chance? <laughs> or is that a stupid question? Am I white? <laughs> For the people that can't see Tom, the answer is no. <laughs> so if you, so, if you, Seriously, so many things have to go wrong for Melbourne. And I'm not taking, you know, I love the Eagles. I support this club. I've supported this club, I think, for the last 18 years. I've missed, for the last 18 years, I think I've missed one game. And, and you know, to be honest with you, this, things have to go so bad for Melbourne for us to, and I would like to see us win and say, you know, we, bet, we broke the unbeaten record. But I can, it's a massive ask asking the boys with your out, Shuey out. You know, and I hear uh, um, Shannon Han is out. I just Shannon Han's out. Big ass. Is he yeah, out? Yeah, he's supposed to be rested. He's supposed to be rested. Oh, they can't rest him now. That, to me, to me, it, now, now that's what would piss me out the wall. It, you know, I know we're not going to good. But to say you got to rest a player when you barely can't pick a full team, that to me is a smack in the face. To me, that that's sports science. So that's well, you know, you know my uh, we we spoken off here. You know my uh, opinions on sports science. We got too much to say, but that's bullshit, right? Well, the answer is no. Then so Melbourne's highest ever winning score against the Eagles is seventy points. Will they have a new 
bigger margin. Did you did you watch Melbourne on the weekend? No, I didn't. That's the only game I didn't watch. They play they play Sinclair. Sinclair's a Sinclair's a bit it's a quick they're a quick team, huh? Yeah. They can run outside, they've got players inside, they can run. We don't have that. It would be lucky if we're under hundred uh, like under hundred points. If we are un, under hundred points, we've done well. Oh uh, well, I, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna. I don't know why I'm saying this. I reckon it's gonna be under seventy for some reason. I got this feeling that it's gonna be under seventy. I hope I'm right, but um, I'm probably gonna be wrong. <laughs> but um, it's a, before Sunday, we finish up. It's on Sunday, three twenty at Optus Oval. It's a full crowd to get there, guys. Uh, vote with your feet and get there and support the boys. Before you finish up, I've got a question for you. Yep, fire it. Do you, what do you think of Justin Langer? Justin Langer, um, I've met the guy once and my the only time I met him wasn't a very good experience, but, you know, he's got a good record there. Uh, some people say he's too hard with people. Um, the millennials, you know what it's like. You can't say this, you can't say that to them. Are you going to say him as a CEO or? It's time for change, bro. I'll leave, I will leave you with that. It's time to change. You've been in a job for 30 years. Yeah. Nice to have. It's good. Success has been there. But new blood is never bad. I am. Um, hey. Like I said, it's always directed at the uh, coach. Uh, the coach is only as good as his players. And at the moment, his players are shit. So that represents a coach. But then sometimes the coach is only as good as the... Uh, um, hierarchy above him and you know my views on the Eagles in the last six months hasn't looked too good so you start from the top and you go all the way down and you have to make changes you make them and uh, if we're in a rebuild or a transition or whatever they want to call it it's time to look at every position available at the Eagles and if, if you uh, listen to Justin if you yeah. listen to Justin Langer when he left the cricket job the coaching job if you listen to his values and what he stands for, that's exactly what we need at the Eagles now. All right. Well, I'm going to set, I'll, I'll search out what those values are. I'll put them up on the website. Um, Tom, thank you for jumping in um, at short notice, mate. Um, give your um, West Coast Fan TV a quick plug, mate. Yeah. Where are you going to be is on the only, This is the only place you come. Talk. You're not behind the, the keyboard. You can come and talk what you think about the Eagles. You have the freedom to say what you want. It's called West Coast Fan TV. Get AB. We're there every home game to be able to express how you feel about the game. I hope to see you there, all guys. Get down there, guys. You can't miss Tom. He's big, man. He's got muscles. He's bigger than Hulk Hogan, mate. So um, <laughs> uh, get down there. I'll and see you, bud. <laughs> all right, mate. Thanks for joining us, bud. Uh, much appreciated. Yeah, cheers, bro. See ya. Our fortress bears